Hey everyone, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives. I'm Nicole Davison, your host, and for today, I'm actually going to be talking to you about something that is very important to me, and it's something that I touch on every now and then in different aspects of my episodes, and that's empathy and compassion. Honestly, the last few weeks have been a little crazy for me. I've been kind of pulled in what feels like 12 different directions, and overall, I just wanted to take this episode to just speak from my heart. You know, I I recently took on something that has shifted my path a little bit, which has been somewhat stressful, but also absolutely incredible given the people that have come into my life, both personally and professionally. And this is something that I definitely will talk about in future episodes. As a career coach, as a career counselor, as someone that has worked in this industry for decades, I sometimes find myself in a position where I'll say to myself, what would I tell my own client? You know, and and sometimes the paths that we take, you could literally have the most sought out plan. And one thing might happen in your life that just kind of throws everything off. And you know how sometimes they say when one door closes, another door opens. Well, stay tuned on that one because it's been quite a roller coaster the last couple of weeks. All good things. And the one thing that I will say, sometimes you really do need to take a step back in order to take a couple of steps forward. But my decision to speak about empathy and compassion today probably stems more from the time of year as I'm currently sandwiched between my mom's anniversary and my my dad's anniversary. You know, I know I've talked about this before in earlier episodes, but I'm doing this recording the weekend before we air. So we're going to air in the middle, almost at the end of October. My mom's anniversary was October 7th, which I know I've talked about. And then my dad's anniversary of his passing is November 7th. So literally a month in between. It's normally this time of year that I try to give myself grace and recognize that sometimes I might have moments that I just don't feel 100% and that's okay. Grief can definitely have, you know, interesting ways of creeping up on all of us. But lately I feel as though I just, I haven't even had time to process my grief or process my feelings. And it's funny, a friend of mine sent me a a meme not too long ago that for anyone that doesn't understand maybe why I'm having a hard time, for anybody that maybe doesn't understand grief, be thankful that you don't understand it. I'm totally not saying that right, but I think you guys get it. You know, I'm working hard to keep everything in perspective. Life is busy, schedules get crazy, but even in the midst of busy, Grief and sadness and tough memories, they do have a way of seeping in. Again, kind of like a wave. If you've ever read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, you're most likely familiar with the subway story. But it's funny, I read this book over 30 years ago and the subway story was in this book and I didn't realize it until decades later that this was the story that I that I hung on to. This story, it actually provided me a foundation of understanding others at a pretty young age. And it's often served as a reminder of the importance in finding compassion for others, even on days that you're feeling like the whole world is falling down around you. In the story, a father is riding the subway with his young children and the children are being very disruptive. And a fellow passenger is getting visibly frustrated and visibly angry. I think in the story, the kids just kept like hitting the back of his seat. I'm sure some of you have been through that. You know, you're sitting on a plane, somebody keeps hitting you. But the passenger finally loses patience and proceeds to address the father. 
And the father, he quietly turns to him and says, I'm so sorry. They just lost their mom. And I'm not really sure what to say to them right now. Well, this probably isn't exactly the way the story is told, but it's how I remember it. And it's how I've continued to tell this story for the past 25 some odd years. It's a story about compassion. And in the book, it talks about that moment serving as a paradigm shift. You know, one moment that can change your entire perspective of a situation or a person. This is something that it happens to many of us throughout our life, including myself. And I know in the course of my life, every person that I interact with, I do try to imagine the struggles that they may have going on in their own life. You know, for a long time, I never really thought about where I heard this story. Honestly, it wasn't until years ago, I started teaching a course called Personal Effectiveness. And when I started to reread the Stephen Covey book, I realized that's where the story came from. I've carried this story around with me for almost 30 years or over somewhere around there, totally dating myself. But you know, I started college in 1991. God, that was so long ago. But I read that book in my business communications class. And ever since I read that, it, it just, that, that story always stuck with me. And I think it was because that story, it resonated. It struck me as I was a young college student reading this. And I went through a lot when I first started college. I was five hours from home, was missing my dad. And I remember at that time, I was having a really hard time processing my grief after having lost my mom, who had only passed away a few years earlier. And I guess in a way, when I was growing up going, you know, small town, everybody knows one another, I was protected. My friends, my school, they protected me. And then going away to college, it was the first time that I existed somewhere that no one knew my story. No one could have known the trauma that I had experienced only a few years prior to my first year of college. And it's funny because I, I honestly had spent a lot of my childhood kind of feeling like I didn't really fit anywhere, which is kind of ironic because my most of my friends probably wouldn't even know that. They'd probably be surprised even hearing that. But you know, when you grow up in an alcoholic family, nothing feels normal. And that that's something that we'll probably talk about in a couple of episodes in the future. But the struggles within my own family were rarely discussed. And I would often look at others as though they were normal and I wasn't. I would compare myself to my friends wishing that I had what they did, not even having a clue as to what that was. I never really gave much thought to what I actually did have. I mean, I was so young, didn't appreciate what I really had. I try to teach my son that. And I think a lot of that is just life. But I had a dad that loved his children. He worked tirelessly to ensure that we were taken care of. When I read that story about the dad on the subway with his children, I saw myself there on the subway. I imagined what my dad might've said or done in that situation. I felt that pain. I saw those children and I cried for them and for me. That's compassion. I felt that in my heart and I never forgot that story. The subway story, it resonated in a sense that it helped me feel less alone and it showed me that other people go through traumatic events that are life-changing. Kind of made me feel normal. And I'm sure that many of us can relate to this father that you know, when you go through these big things in life, sometimes life just, it gets to be too much, so hard, so overwhelming. You're still trying to carry on with your job and everything else. And as I reflect back on that subway story, I felt the pain of that father, that same feeling of where do I go now? How will I make it all make sense? I can picture that father looking out the window, completely numb, unable to make sense of the deck of cards he had just been dealt. He was suddenly forced to be a single dad 
to young children after losing his spouse. That made me think of my dad. It shifted my paradigm from being the daughter that lost her mom to imagining what it must be like for a father to lose his spouse and then suddenly have to raise his teenage daughters. You know, when my mom passed away, my dad was about to turn 50. He was actually away on a business trip in France. He was away in Paris with his company. And his 15-year-old daughter, me, was home, home with my grandmother while my sister was away at college. And over the years, I've often thought of my dad imagining, what was that like to receive a call away on a business trip that his wife had just passed away? And he had to come home to take care of his teenage daughters that just lost their mother. I often reflect on that time in our life. And I just always think about my dad. Like he just, he worked, he just worked. He provided for us. He stressed the importance of education. He never said much about my mom. I honestly don't remember him speaking about her after she passed away. I just remember we just kept moving on. And in some ways we didn't really have that chance to process that grief. We just, we carried on. And I'm sure there are many that do the same until all of a sudden that grief creeps up on you. You know, when I think of this subway story, I also think of my dad years later, he battled cancer for a long time. And when I reflect on that time in our life, as it might relate to this subway story, you know, I think about when I had just gotten married, my, my husband and I are actually getting ready to celebrate 20 years of marriage in November. And we got married in 2001. So as you all obviously aware, a lot happened in our, in our country at that time. But aside from us getting married, my dad was really sick. And as he was battling stage four liver cancer, our country was also on high alert after 9-11. I was in my late twenties, starting my life with my husband and around, you know, within that time frame, I made the decision to go back to graduate school to get my master's degree. I lived in Connecticut. So I was very close to New York city, which is where my father was undergoing his treatments for cancer at Memorial Sloan Kettering. And when I was able I would take the train into the city to be with him. I would often find myself sitting on the train, heading heading in sometimes at kind of odd hours after receiving the news that he was being admitted. And I would sit on the train and just reflect on everything, on losing my mom, my fear of sitting on the train. I don't know if any of you went through this, but you know, after 9-11, just getting on a train was, it was really hard for me. I, I was so anxious. There were even times when I would literally hire a car service to bring me in because I just could not bring myself to getting on the train. You know, during the times that I did, I would often feel that numbness that was all too familiar. I remember one time literally sitting on the train, looking out at the skyline and having that realization that when the time came for my father to pass away, which we were somewhat prepared for, unlike my mom, I would be left parentless. Now put that into the perspective of someone sitting on the other side of the train looking at me. I'm sure that if someone saw me sitting on the train that day, they would have no idea the burdens that I had been carrying with me. I recently had a phone conversation with an elderly widower who kept saying, I'll stop wasting your time. I'm I'm sure you don't want to hear about all this. I finally stopped him after the third time. And I said, no, I do want to hear what you have to say. This is important. I actually imagine my dad, if he had made it to that age, a widower, I mean, obviously he'd gotten remarried, but sometimes when you lose a parent, I don't know about anyone else, but I often find myself frozen in time, not of the time that they died, but of maybe a time that you were happiest. So when I think of my dad, I don't think of him the year that he died. I think of him maybe 1990. I don't know how old he was, but that's what I think of. 
So I guess what I'm trying to share today is you don't know what someone else is going through just by looking at them. You don't know what journey they've taken. You don't know what path they're on, what burdens they hold on their heart. You know, as you go about your day, you may never know what that person in line at the grocery store might've just gone through. They might've just been struck with a diagnosis. They may have just lost a loved one. They may have just been through a trauma that you could never comprehend or imagine. It's during these day-to-day interactions that I try to let my compassion follow me. I often feel that this is what's often missing in our society. It's very easy to get caught up in our day-to-day lives, our struggles, our challenges. Everyone is so busy. But if we take the time to just consider others and imagine that they're going through a tough time, rather than thinking, what do they have to be stressed about? We might find that kindness becomes contagious. Sometimes we might see someone that appears to have it all together, a great job, a beautiful family, an incredible community, but the burdens that may weigh on their heart might be something we could not ever possibly understand or imagine. A wise woman once said to me, try not to compare your insides to others' outsides. Meaning in this day and age, everything is out there on social media, generally all the good things, but our lives are filled with everything, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And as hard as it might be, I try to be mindful of all of this. So the next time that you're sitting on a train and you look over at that person across from you, just imagine they might be really in need of a smile, just a little bit of compassion. It goes a long way. You know, anytime that we're given the opportunity to just be kind, you never know how much that person needs it, but I would always assume that they do. Thank you guys. I appreciate you listening. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. I would be so grateful if you would share this episode with anyone that you think might enjoy listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. If you want to leave a review, even better. You can follow us at Unpacking Perspectives on Instagram or Facebook. You can also follow us at NMD Careers on Instagram and Facebook. And feel free to email me at unpackingperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. Remember, if you spend too much time thinking about the final destination, you might miss experiencing the journey. Until next time.